Welcome back to the Weekly Rundown with Atlas. The official podcast by Monash International Affairs Society. We are your hosts, Shania and Phoebe Anka. Welcome back, everyone. We're finally back. Yes, I'm finally back. It's me, Phoebe. <laughs> it's been a while. I have COVID for two weeks and I'm officially recovered now, as you can tell by my voice. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back, Shania. There's a lot of things that has happened since I was gone. I know. Um, well, for today, guys, we have two main topics we want to talk to you about. The first one is about the Democratic Republic of Congo. And the second one would be an update on Russia-Ukraine situation and the latest updates regarding their, um, I believe it is the grain deal. Yep, the grain deal. Um, so for me, um, I found that the Democratic Republic of Congo, which we all know is like home to one of like the largest old growth rainforests mm-hmm. on earth, they are officially auctioning off vast amounts of land in a push to become, I quote, the new destination for oil investments. And this is part of a global shift as the world retreats on fighting climate change in a scramble for fossil fuels. As mm-hmm. we all know, with the current situation with Russia, Ukraine, I mean, especially in Australia, down under here, we have like expensive petrol prices. It is quite insane. I'm suffering a lot. (laughs) So do you want to give us some like details of what's going on? Yeah. So here are the facts. Um, So in Congo, the oil and gas blocks, um, it will be auctioned in late July, later at the end of this month. And it is extended all the way into um, Murunga National Park um, in Congo. And this is the world's most important gorilla sanctuary, um, as well as it also infects, um, pardon me, affects the tropical peatlands that store vast amounts of carbon, um, which is keeping up out of the atmosphere. And it, it, it helps to like prevent from like contributing to global warming. Yeah. So yeah. this is a major, I would say, step back. Um, for climate change and for Mm -hmm. the world to tackle climate change. Um, Yeah, and so we have a quote here from Irene Wabia, who is, um, who essentially oversees the forest campaign um, Mm -hmm. in Congo. And she says, if oil exploitation takes place in these areas, we must expect a global climate catastrophe and we will all just have to watch helplessly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the facts. Um, I think I can kind of explain to you guys sort of the history and kind of why this is like what's like what's happening like why is yeah. this happening out of nowhere um so congo is about to face and allowing new oil drilling um in these environmentally sensitive areas um and this comes eight months after its president stood alongside world leaders at the global climate summit in glasgow um and he endorsed a 10-year agreement to protect his rainforest um part of the vast congo basin uh, by the way, which is just second in size um, compared to the Amazon rainforest. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know about you, but when I think about the Congo, I think about like greenery, yes. like, forests. Oh my gosh. It's exactly. like a really lovely, peaceful place, environmentally at least. Exactly, exactly. And so it is kind of sad to hear that this deal, uh, which included international pledges of $500 million for Congo, mm-hmm. um, it is now essentially ruined it's just Mm -hmm. collapsed and um congo is actually one of the world's poorest nations over the first five years and so um i guess we can start to analyze why they would choose to make this decision now Mm -hmm. uh, why they would have to auction off um i guess we're also all in this current climate 
we're all in an economic um yeah. I guess it's also has created a room for them to enter a market where with Russia mm-hmm. and invading Ukraine and oil prices freezing yes. as well exactly exactly good point because as we know Russia's invasion of Ukraine it sent oil prices soaring and it led to the U.S. British bans on Russian energy. Um, mm-hmm. Even just last week, there was a call to ration um, natural gas in Europe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of things happening um, regarding the fight for oil. Even President Biden, um, mm-hmm. he pledged early in his term to um, pres- uh, to prevent the world from using fossil fuels. But he recently traveled to Saudi Arabia, um, where he raised the greater need for oil production. Mm-hmm. So people are also saying and questioning Mr. Biden's ambitious domestic climate agenda as he is seeking oil in Saudi Arabia. But yeah, a lot is happening and it is quite sad. Yeah, we all know yeah. that yeah. the world is in need of oil. Um, we even mentioned, I think, a few episodes back when we had the update about Sri Lanka, people were lining up for, for, for um, petrol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a it is a big uh, crisis that we're facing right now in the world mm-hmm. mm. but um, I think people are saying that of course we have experts and climate experts all expressing their grave concern about this um, as I said before it is not a great step forward to um, tackling climate change in fact it is a step back um, but Mr. Mimpanu I believe he is the nation's um, leading representative on climate issues um, he quoted and said that um, it is our priority to not save the planet right now. Um, he, he, he's pretty much highlighting that right now, the main focus for Congo is to, to essentially salvage their um, economy. Which makes sense, I guess. That's their, it's a bigger priority to actually save and salvage their economy right now than mm-hmm. it is to prioritise environmental concerns. Yeah, and I guess it really like is a question and it's like a dilemma that we all face um, mm-hmm. as like players in the world. Um, we all also need to focus on our own national interests and compared yeah. to contributing to a global effort. So um, there is a dilemma for everyone, but yeah, that's yeah. what's happened in Congo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess we can move on to more international news with Russia and Ukraine having signed mirror deals, which will allow Ukraine to resume exports of grain through the Black Sea. Mm-hmm. This is big news. I saw this all over while I was isolating. I yep. saw the news about Russia, Ukraine. So yeah, get us into it. Yeah. So the agreement will allow approximately 22 million tons of grain currently trapped in Ukraine by the war to be exported. So just for a little bit of context, Mm -hmm. the two countries are among the world's biggest exporters of food. But since Russia's invasion of Ukraine, millions have been left at risk of hunger because Mm -hmm. the invasion led to a de facto blockade of the Black Sea, which resulted in Ukraine's exports dropping to a sixth of their pre-war level. So the blockade of Ukraine's grain has caused a global food crisis with wheat-based products like bread, pasta becoming more expensive and cooking oils and fertilizers also increasing in price. But Mm. this grain export deal will come as a big relief to the regions such as the Horn of Africa, which is a region which is currently facing serious food shortages caused by drought and exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. A rare locust inv- invasion and the war in Ukraine. 
my gosh. Just, I know it's a lot. So just the yeah. potential to unblock more than 20 million tons of Ukrainian grain led to a 2% drop in global wheat prices on Friday. So just the idea of it pretty much. My gosh, that is terrible. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we, we all know that the invasion of Ukraine, like it led to a lot of different consequences. But when it comes to um, like food, which is, you know, something that we all need, food mm-hmm. security is a huge problem. So by the fact that there was the, like there was the war in Ukraine, it definitely exacerbated this entire situation. Um, yeah. Definitely sad to see. But yeah, so tell us more about the deal then. Um, with the deal, Ukraine refused to sign a direct deal with Russia. The signing ceremony took place in Istanbul, where both sides attended but didn't actually sit at the same table. Russia's defense minister signed Moscow's deal first and Ukraine's infrastructure minister followed by signing Kiev's identical agreement in the presence of representatives from Turkey and the UN. The deal took about two months to reach and is set to last 120 days with Mm. a coordination and monitoring centre to be established in Istanbul, staffed by UN, Turkish, Russian and Ukrainian officials. It's Mm. been said that there is room for the deal to be automatically renewed without further negotiations if both parties agree. But prior to signing the deal, the US called on Russia to act quickly. The White House spokesman John Kirby said that it was necessary to prevent the world's most vulnerable from sliding into deeper insecurity and malnutrition. Mm. Russia's defense minister claimed that the deal might allow the solutions to start this process. He Mm -hmm. emphasized that he was talking not only about beginning the export of agricultural products from Ukrainian ports, but clearly also work in this direction on the export of agricultural products and fertilizers from Russian ports too. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so according to diplomats, under the terms of the deal, Russia will not target ports while shipments are in transit. Ukrainian mm-hmm. vessels will guide cargo ships through waters that have been mined. Yep. Um, Turkey, supported by the UN, will inspect ships to allay Russian fears of weapon smuggling. Yeah, okay. And Russian exports of grain and fertilizer via the Black Sea will be facilitated. Yeah, so I think what many of our listeners are wondering, Shania, is what is Russia getting out of this deal? Mm -hmm. So I guess, as uh, I mentioned that the White House spokesman said, it's necessary to prevent the world's most vulnerable from sliding into deeper insecurity and malnutrition. So Mm -hmm. in terms of what Russia would get get out of it, it's more that they would be contributing to the food security of the global community. Mm, yeah which because I think is always preventing people from receiving the um, resources that they need yeah yeah okay that definitely makes sense yeah great I actually saw that um, the UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres also told mm. the BBC it was probably the most important thing he had done in his time heading the international body mm. in Istanbul he said that there is a beacon on the Black Sea a beacon of hope in terms mm. of the deal, he told BBC that the UN had no means of punishing Russia should it breach the deal, despite Ukraine's faith in the UN to guarantee the de- deal. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so on Friday night in his address, Ukraine's President Zelensky confirmed the country had about $10 billion worth of grain to sell, 
but he mm. also warned Moscow could engage in provocations, attempts to discredit the Ukrainian and international efforts. But he emphasized mm. the nation's trust in the UN, saying it was up to the UN to guarantee the deal, as I mentioned earlier, mm. uh, Mr. Guterres mentioning. Mm. What was promising at the time was that after signing the deal, Russia's defense minister assured reporters that Russia had taken on obligations under the deal and they would not take advantage of the fact that the ports will be cleared and opened. Mm, However, okay. a day after signing the deal, Russian missiles hit Ukraine's southern port of Odessa. Oh. Um, oh. Ukraine's President Zelensky said that the strike showed Moscow could not be trusted to implement the deal. But mm -hmm. a Ukrainian government minister said preparations continued to restart grain exports from the country's Black Sea ports. So I guess there we kind of see that even though Russia committed to it, they didn't completely commit to it. I guess there could be a technicality in the sense that in the grain shipment yeah. hadn't started yet. Then, yeah, Shana, what does this mean then? Like mm -hmm. after this entire deal, um, I guess, what is the means for the future of the war between Ukraine and Russia? Yeah, so Turkey's president, who has played a crucial role throughout the whole negotiation period, said he hoped the deal might be the first step towards bringing the war to an end, as mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of us would hope so. Yeah, definitely. Um, however, Mr. Guterres of the UN had a different opinion, saying that at the present moment, I see no conditions for a peace process. Right. I mean, it was yeah. unprecedented to get two parties locked in a bloody conflict to agree to a deal of this kind. I mean, I guess we all do hope that it would like even like the act of considering the deal and signing the deal would bring mm -hmm. the war to an end. I guess it makes sense because they didn't Russia and Ukraine didn't make the deal out of good faith to each other. They're still in a war against yes. like between each other. And I guess they made the deal more for the greater good of the global community. Definitely. That makes sense. And mm -hmm. I guess that is good that they do share that one common goal together. But yeah. yeah. But as of late, Russia has actually hinted that it might be willing to expand its war aims again, while in mm -hmm. Ukraine there's talk of when and where Ukraine might launch a counteroffensive. So the, the war is still definitely happening Yes. Ukraine has established that even with this new deal, they see Russia as an aggressor and that mm -hmm. they see this as a deal that they have signed with the UN and Turkey and not with Russia directly, which they said before that they didn't want to directly sign anything with Russia. No. According to Al Jazeera, we're likely to see the first shipment of grain to depart in a couple of weeks at the earliest. Mm -hmm. so hopefully there'll be relief soon. Definitely. Yeah, that yes. was a lot for our episode. Yeah, definitely. But we hope um, you're listening. Mm -hmm. um, definitely gain a better understanding of what is happening within the Russia-Ukraine space and even yeah. just around what's happening across the world. Like we say all the time, um, this world is massive and there's mm -hmm. lots of things happening. So we really do try to scope out the different topics of interest um, around the world. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we hope you guys have a great week ahead. Yeah, and don't forget to tune in for our next episode of the Weekly Rundown. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.